I created this uh, lecture to present borohozmic techniques that are beyond the vertical velocity law and generation of traces that can be 1D, 2D, or 3D, then are more than that, are closest to a reservoir. Welcome to SEG Seismic Sound Off, conversations with geoscientists addressing the challenges of energy, water, and climate. I'm your host, Andrew Gary. In this episode, Eduardo Corti discusses his honorary lecture, Unconventional Borehole Seismic Techniques. Unconventional borehole seismic services encompass techniques that go beyond conventional seismic methods. With over eight decades of classical seismic methods shaping our understanding, Eduardo introduces listeners to the newer techniques that have emerged in the past 15 years, which promise greater detail and higher resolution insights into reservoir properties. Eduardo will share his favorite techniques and discuss the future of these methods in Latin America. Listeners will leave this episode with an understanding of unconventional seismic techniques, advantages, and limitations. Eduardo will offer this upcoming lecture in both Spanish and English. Please check out the show notes to register for his lecture and discover the other upcoming SEG lectures. And now, my conversation with Eduardo Corti. Well, your honorary lecture, it's titled Unconventional Borehole Seismic Techniques. Why did some seismic techniques come to be known as unconventional? Because the classical ones that I described before were using during the last 80 years. And now, they are more or less 15 years ago, they started with techniques that are closer to the reservoir. Then they give more details, better resolution, and they enter into properties of the reservoir. What are a few of the unconventional services that you discuss in this lecture? I discuss five of them. One is a walk-away VSP for ABO calibration. Second, walk-around BSP to determine the HTI anisotropy. Borehole acoustic reflection survey to image fractures and layers uh, near the well in ranges that may take about three meters from the well. Their high detailed information. Crosswall seismic or borehole seismic between wells the translation, let's say, in common words, to detect high-resolution information between wells like velocity or high-resolution seismic images between wells. For example, seismic has a resolution of 10 to 15 meters and a cross well has a resolution from 2 to 4 meters. Then can be more detailed. Of these unconventional services, these five you listed in your talk, are these, will most 
geoscientists be familiar in general with these or are some more or less known than other services? The geophysicists that work in exploration and in reservoir has little idea about these techniques with the exception of microseismic. Then uh, they need more information about those techniques. Except microseismic, the, the, the other techniques are not known by most of the geophysicists. Of the unconventional services that you're highlighting in this lecture, is do you have a favorite and why if you do? Yes, I have two. One is the microseismic because it's the technique most used in my country and the BARS, Borjo Acoustic Reflection Surveys, because uh, has a, a future in the region because the first jobs have been acquired in Bolivia. Is Bolivia where you are currently? Yeah, no, no, I am in, based in Buenos Aires, but my zone of interest is Chile, Argentina, Bolivia, and Brazil. What are the advantages of using unconventional techniques? It's because it enters in details of the reservoir, while the conventional techniques are more related to exploration, to larger areas. Then, if you want to have a local information with high detail, is better this unconventional seismic technique. What are some of the limitations to these unconventional techniques? Uh, well, each technique has its own uh, limitations to the technology they use. But, for example, the crossbow seismic needs to have an ambient of, of low noise and small distance between wells. This is one of the limitations. But each technique has its own limitations. Yeah, there is no perfect technique. No, no, there are no perfect techniques at all. What has been the biggest change, in your opinion, in utilizing unconventional techniques over the last 10 years? I think that the exploration has been losing presence in the activity and there are more activity in reservoirs. Then answers to reservoirs is a key point to address. Are there common misunderstandings for geophysicists less familiar with unconventional techniques that you tend to find? Yes, uh, the, the thing that I think that they are not familiar with that is that they would like to know about local experience with them. And the problem with, at least with Argentina, Chile, and Brazil, is that companies does not open the information to show local examples. This is one of the weak points. And the other weak point is that I would like to be more involved in the operations of most of them. But 
The problem is that in microseismic, for example, it's very difficult to be close to the operations. The only operation that I will be uh, more related with is uh, walk around anisotropy and cross world seismic. Were there some unconventional techniques you had to cut for time? No, really, I select the main unconventional and that I cover the most important unconventional services. The most conventional of the unconventional techniques. Yeah. <laughs> Who do you hope attends this course? I think that exploration and reservoir geophysicists and uh, reservoir engineers that are in tendency to integrate with the geophysical team. But uh, the basis of this presentation have many physical and mathematical things that if you take a reservoir engineer is more related with fluids, then is not the main target, but the secondary target if they think that they will integrate with the geophysicists to understand the language. What is a question you hope attendees ask themselves after your presentation? Well, about the availability of uh, the equipment and local examples. This is uh, one question that they could present. One of the nice things about the local examples is that you're offering this course both in Spanish and English, uh, two separate sections. Why did you decide to do that? No, I didn't decide to do that. It was the SEG that, that asked me to do it in English and Spanish. But being the presentation for Latin America, it should be in Spanish. Well, that, that is nice that, that it's being offered so people will have that opportunity in, in Latin American countries to, to hear it in Spanish. What do you want to know about this issue that you don't already know? Well, about those techniques that I explained, I am lacking of uh, operational experience. This is a weak point because... Uh, for me, it's an integrated uh, knowledge to know the operation and the processing. Is it hard for geophysicists to get experience with unconventional techniques? In some cases, yes, because the borgosalmic techniques are done in one moment and geophysicists should be at the world site for a week to wait the moment to do it. Then companies are not open to send a people to wait five, 10 days. What challenge would you like to leave the listener from this conversation? The challenge is to learn about, to be aware of new techniques and applications and apply them. This is the challenge that I would like to get from this short lecture. Yes, yes, you have to, it is a short lecture that you have to pack a lot of information into. 
Lastly here, if you had to describe your scientific journey in one word, what would it be and why? I would say that my journey is exciting because uh, it represents the future that will come to the region. Then I really feel very enthusiastic about this new technique. Well, thank you, Eduardo, for your time today. I will link all the information to both the Spanish and English lectures in the show notes. And thank you for your time today. No, thank you for dedicating the time with me. Thank you for listening to this episode of Seismic Sound Off. SEG creates these episodes to celebrate and inspire the geophysicists of today and tomorrow. Visit seg.org to learn more. Email the show at podcast at seg.org. This episode was hosted, edited, and produced by me, Andrew Gary, at TreasureMint. The SEG podcast team is Jennifer Cobb, Kathy Gamble, and Allie McGinnis. The podcast will return next week with a new episode. Until then, this is Seismic Sound Off, signaling off.